what's going on everyone welcome back to this very special episode of make your point we have been absent for a very long time take took a little leave a lot has gone on we have missed so much over the past couple months but i am back and joining me today is my best friend and our and our make your point analyst jesse staple what's up jess What's going on, Adam? I'm, I'm excited to talk about some sports. It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. Obviously, Zach isn't here right now. He is away doing water polo goalie business somewhere outside of where we live. So good luck to Zach, whatever he's doing right now. But uh, we just wanted to come on and, and talk a little bit about everything that's been going on in the sports world recently. And we are so glad to be back. The biggest news lately, which has kind of taken the NBA world by storm, is the 75th anniversary team. Obviously, it's the 75th anniversary of the start of the NBA. So many legends, teams, coaches, people um, have grown to make the league what it has become. And 75, actually 76 players uh, were put together on the 75th anniversary team, uh, which shows the best players to ever play the history of the game of basketball there were some really big names left off of this team uh some rightfully so some maybe who haven't gotten there yet and some who are considered to be big snubs so Jess I'm going to turn to you and ask you who do you think the biggest snub of the 75th anniversary team is and who would you replace um I think we got to look back to 25 years ago when it was the 50th anniversary and they put together their 50th anniversary team uh, the biggest question was, were, are they going to substitute out any of those 50th anniversary players for this 75th list? And the answer was no. They, they left the 50 the same. They basically just added 25 new players. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very hard to add all these great players who've been playing for so long. I think one of the biggest snubs who's been talked about a lot is Dwight Howard, uh, eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. He is one of the only guys to have ever won it three times. It's a crazy feat. He was mm -hmm. a perennial, he was a perennial all-star, perennial defensive player of the year candidate, perennial MVP candidate. He beat LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals to take his Orlando yep. match to the finals. That was not even a very good team. They lost the Lakers, but he did really well. I think that would be my answer then. Yeah. No, I Dwight Howard is definitely. Uh, a great pick if you want to put him on that team just because of the resume that that he's had and obviously i don't think it's really been recognized throughout his most recent uh our run throughs with teams because you know he was hopping around from uh la for a year then to houston atlanta charlotte washington back with the lakers again a couple times in philly so uh you know he's been bouncing around and and i, I think everyone kind of forgot uh the beast that he was back in orlando you know when he was uh, at, at his prime and being able to sign those max contracts and, and lead teams with basically no one to, to the NBA finals that to be contenders in the Eastern conference. It was at a time in the league where centers were a lot more uh, could play that old school type of basketball. And Dwight Howard was probably the main guy left uh, before we started transitioning to that, you know, three and D type center. And, um, and, you know, Dwight Howard was considered to be one of the best players in the NBA. If the MVP just literally one of the best players in the world. And um, and I think that's just been looked over recently. So that's definitely a good pick. Uh, I, I The whole tricky part with this list is I don't know who I would replace anyone with because I do think that like everyone that is on there like is like deserve deserves it. 
Um, you know, I, one of my biggest pet peeves with the list, uh, as well as I know this player has a pet peeve with, with him, not himself, not being on the list is, is Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, I know it's how the Warriors making fun of it. Everyone's making fun. Oh, he's 77. They gave him a Jersey because he's, you know, he, he got left off the list and he's pissed about it. And after t- taking almost two years off of basketball, he's going to come back stronger than ever. And I guarantee this list has little fuel under his ass to come back and just play insane basketball he's gonna put up 30 a night off coming off an acl and an achilles tear he's gonna be playing out of his mind clay thompson is undoubtedly one of the best players to ever play the game of basketball he's one of the, one of the top five shooters ever he was one of the best defenders in the nba when he was playing for the warriors who helped them go to five straight finals but clay thompson uh for me i just think that uh, just uh, as an overall around player, I think him on that 75 team just, just makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I think for who I would take off that again, like I said, it's difficult. Carmelo, maybe I, I, under, he's a, like, you, like, I know you said, and we had this discussion like before the show, uh, he's a perennial all-star. He's just one of the greatest to ever play the game. Uh, and, and it, it's just, it's so difficult, but the resume just isn't there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's so, it, it's so difficult because obviously we didn't get to see all the old guys play like, like Paul Horizon or, or Nate Thurman or, uh, even Bob McAdoo. We didn't get to see those guys firsthand. I, I think Dwight and, and Clay are definitely two guys that should be, uh, sh- should be on that 75th anniversary team. Happy 75th anniversary or birthday to the NBA. Speaking of the NBA, let's continue here. Uh, there's been one big thing that we missed over the past couple months was free agency. We're in October. Now we have not had a show in months. We have not been, obviously we've talked, uh, by ourselves about everything that's been going on, but, uh, me, Zach and and everyone else, uh, uh, all of our other friends in the make your point crew. Uh, but we have not been able to actually, um, have any, have any actual discussion for you guys about everything that's been going on on free agency. So just some notable names that were thrown out there. DeRozan, uh, Lonzo Ball, Caruso all go to the Bulls, and they look like a team that's ready to make a playoff run. Uh, we'll talk about that. Westbrook to the Lakers. They're starting off with some early struggles. We'll talk about that. But the main piece I want to talk about, as you can see, Jess, I'm wearing my my Jimmy Butler jersey, my, my Jimmy jersey, my hero. Uh, he has been playing. Uh, he played great basketball the past couple of seasons for the Miami Heat, and he started off strong this year too. Uh, Kyle Lowry obviously came to the Heat, and that is a huge deal for us. Um, we saw it in the first game. Uh, against the Bucks, obviously the Bucks were missing a lot of starting rotational pieces, but they were still uh, they still got Giannis and Chris Middleton, and that's what we care about. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry was clearly making an impact on the floor as a as a game manager. He wasn't making his shots. It was his first time in a Heat jersey, but just the way that the offense was moving at a very fast pace, there was a lot of scoring going on. We were just playing elite basketball. In the second game, he was out uh, from an injury. He, he uh, twisted his ankle in the first game uh, late, in, late uh, in the first half, I believe, and was out for the rest of the game. He came back a little bit, but was basically on the bench. It was out this second game against the Pacers, which we lost to in overtime, by the way. Uh, and I attribute it to the fact that Kyle Lowry was not, was not in the game. It, the, the style of play that was, was just different. How much do you think Kyle Lowry has already made an impact or is going to make an impact? for the rest of the season for the heat and, and where do you see them going, you know, in, in the playoffs? Uh, I, th- I think Kyle Lowry brings a change of pace to their offense that they desperately needed that kind of spark that they didn't really have last year, which showed a lot in their struggles that they had a gaping hole in their point guard position, a guy to make plays 
Uh, now Jimmy Butler doesn't have to be the main ball handler, which is something he's good at is being an off-ball scorer and being able to create off somebody else. And having Lowry there is going to be huge to facilitate off the offense and have help Bam break out as a as a better offensive player. Bam really, looked Bam looked great in that first game. He looked un- unbelievable. Yeah, we already know how great he is on defense. He's starting to hit those mid-range jump shots mm-hmm. that he's been working on. Um, Kyle Lowry also brings some good defense. He he's a pretty good defender. He's nothing amazing, but on this team with already surrounded by Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam all these great defenders that he'd have it makes him even better and uh i i think that as a whole here gonna be very good this season i'm gonna call it right now and 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 i i really mean it when i'm saying this if the heat if the heat play the bucks or the nets i don't care who they play i i and i i I truly believe that i truly believe the miami heat can win and I truly believe they can go to the finals. Do I think they will win the finals? I don't know, because a lot of the Western Conference teams are looking amazing right now. We'll get to that in a second. But the Heat are, for me, all right, conference finals lock. Uh, I, could, I could totally see that. I think the Bucs, um, as, a, as a team, don't really match up with them that well. Uh, let's see how Giannis's three-pointer developed because apparently over the summer he was working on that and it was supposed to be looking real good. The Nets, are we, even without Kyrie, they're still a great team. They brought in some good role players. Patty Mills was a great signing to have yeah. this guy, uh, especially now that Kyrie's out. That helps a lot. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. I think the Nets will be fine without him. Well, and, when, yeah. you, when you hold up, sorry, uh, when, when you look at the Kyrie situation right now, and obviously he's not with the team and, and is due to the, the vaccine mandate, how, how big of an impact do you think Kyrie not being with the Nets affects their NBA finals chances? Because, because Vegas and everything predicted them to be to win it all this year. Well, I, I think it obviously has a, has a big effect when it comes to winning, winning it all. He, he is such a great player. He, he gives them such a higher chance. I, I think to be fair, with when you have both KD and Harden, even without Kyrie, like no disrespect to Kyrie, not take anything away from Kyrie, but that team can still win. But yeah. having Kyrie is just such a big help. Mm-hmm. He's such a great player. He's, He's also already, another argument you can make for the 75th yeah. anniversary team. He should be on yeah, the I, I know. I thought, yeah, I told you that. I think Kyrie is one of, uh, over. I, I, I actually I said him over Damian Lillard. I think in my opinion, yeah, like Damian Lillard is obviously clutch and he's just unbelievable. One of the most talented players ever, but Kyrie is just, I, I just think it's one of the most skilled point guards and, and I, and he probably didn't make the list. Let's be honest because of, of his uh, issues off the court. Um, and, and it sucks because like, he's a good person, but like, that his decisions off the court just influence so many people and teams. And like, he gets paid to go play and he's sitting out. I really feel like he didn't make the team because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Andre Guidala tweeted that he thinks he's yeah. the top 20 player of all time. Yeah. So. Another player that's sitting out right now is Ben Simmons for the Philadelphia 76ers. has been a whole mess with that. He showed up to practice. Doc Rivers wanted to get him to, to participate in drills. He flat out said no. He was kicked out of practice. He got suspended. That caused Joel Embiid to say that he does not care about that man and we're not here to babysit our players. Clearly, there's some bad blood there. Ben Simmons, 
is not looking good to the city of Philadelphia right now. And everyone knows how the city of Philadelphia can act towards their teams or their players or people in whatever industry. Uh, and right now, Ben Simmons is not really loved, Jess. So the 76ers right now, Ben Simmons are, has come out and said very recently, only a couple of days ago, that the reason he is not there with the team right now isn't because he's scared of anything, which obviously we don't know the fact. We don't know what's completely true. But he has said that his mental health is not there right now. Joel Embiid went out on their home opener and spoke to the fans and said, we support Ben. Thank you for sticking by him. And, you know, so obviously they got the chance to talk it out. Things are a little bit better. Uh, hopefully he gets back to playing soon. Do you think there's a chance at all that Ben Simmons ends up playing for the Sixers again in his career? Um, I think it's totally possible because as, as we've seen so far, the Sixers don't really want to trade him for role players. And as long as he's sitting out and not playing, teams aren't going to want to give up big packages that the Sixers are looking for for him. So I think they're content with just holding on to him, letting his contract expire because they don't want to just trade him away for nothing that's going to help them anymore. Yeah, even though that's like hundreds yeah. of million dollars, though. Like, they, like Daryl Morey has already said, this could go on for four years. You don't, you don't think that's a little bit of a waste? Well, I think that they they have the same chance with their team now as they would if they traded him for some some role players. I don't think it's going to help them anymore. They said that you need impact players in order to win, and they want to trade him for something like that, and he wants to be traded as well. So I think that he could totally come back and start playing so he can get traded like to try to prove himself yeah. as a player. Um, I agree for sure. Yeah, uh, the, his teammates and close friends before have also said that he has work ethic issues and that he has a defiancy to authority. Um, so it, it's it's very it's very likely that this is, has been happening for a long time. The Miami Dolphins suck right now, and they have not stepped up to the plate uh, before the season. You know, last season, obviously, we finished 10 and 6, just missing the playoffs. Obviously, now there's an extra game this year. It's an 18-game season, and the Dolphins threw seven games. Um, sorry, six games are one and five. I just said through seven because I'm assuming they're going to lose today against the Atlanta Falcons because they have just looked incredibly awful. They've been dealing with some injuries in their secondary. Xavier and Howard and Byron Jones have been out for a couple games now. Tua was out for a few games, causing Jacoby Brissett to start against some tough defenses as well. Um Tua came back firing against the Jaguars in just an awful defensive matchup uh, or showing by, by the Miami Dolphins defense. Um, as you've been watching the Miami Dolphins uh, through the first six weeks of this season, projected to be finishing second place in the, in the uh, AFC East, uh, right behind the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, who, by the way, just look like the best team in the NFL right now. What do you have to say? to Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins and, and what can be done to fix it? Uh, I, I think they got to, I think they got to really take this Watson trade seriously. I think that would be huge for them. Wow. I also think that they should trade Xavier Howard while they can. So you're because saying, you're just saying blow up the whole operation. I'm not saying blow up everything. I'm saying we have a lot of promising guys. We have Raekwon Davis, Last week, he showed how impactful he can be with Christian Wilkins. And our past rush looked a lot better with Van Ginkle and Ogba on opposite sides. Yeah. Uh, Javon Holland has been extremely good as a rookie. Oh, I forgot to mention Jalen Phillips as a rookie has looked really well, as he's looked really good too. 
So, and if we want to keep Byron Jones until his contract contract expires, I think that's okay. I think we should probably trade Noah Igbenogany as well. He's not looked good. Maybe look to get Chris Greer out of the building because his draft picks have not been too hot since he's been drafting since twenty sixteen, I believe. Yeah, hasn't been doing too well. I think we shouldn't overreact about Flores. I think Flores has proved himself to be a very good coach. I but think so too. I we have our struggles with our offensive coordinators. We have two offensive coordinators. Neither of them call the plays. Tua's had four or five offensive coordinators right in his career, and he's played sixteen games. Yeah, awful, That's ridiculous. No, he's um. It, well, I, it kind of leaves me speechless watching the Dolphins right now. I don't know how much more I can talk about it because I'll start crying. Uh, but but uh, I don't know what's going on with the Dolphins. Uh, we have weapons on offense, but the offensive line looks atrocious, uh, which causes Tua to get injured. Then he starts looking like a bad quarterback because he can't stay healthy or get the ball out of the pocket, but it's not really his fault. And we've seen this year, especially a couple times last year, but more so this year, he's come out and looked really good. And the stats are proving it. And uh, j- just by the eye test, he's looking at it. And I know there's all these comparisons about going back to the draft and and how could you draft him above Herbert and stuff like that. But the situation that Justin Herbert in and the situation that uh, uh, Tua's in uh, are two completely different uh, situations and offenses and schemes. Tua's in a completely different uh, a situation with a bad offensive line. Uh, and because of that, they're going three and out a lot. They're not being able to get down the field. And when they do... Uh, uh, they're coming up short and they're kicking field goals. That causes the defense to be on the field for a lot longer than they are. And by the way, the defense hasn't looked that bad at the start of games, but because the offense has been so atrocious and is getting off the field, the defense has to stay on for so much longer. And then they're just getting tired and losing the games. And it's just embarrassing. We need to get this fixed. We're out of the playoffs. That can be forgotten already. We're one in five. That's not happening unless we win 10 straight, which I just don't think is going to happen. The Dolphins do have one of the easiest schedules in football. It's already proven that we suck by our loss to the Jaguars. I just don't see what else they can do right now. Uh, I think you're right about Chris Greer. His draft picks have not been great. Uh, I think all of this kind of started or, or could have been a little bit foreshadowed by the fact that we let Kyle Van Noy go from his four-year $52 million deal after one season. So the Dolphins have just been a mess from the start of the season, and hopefully they can turn things around a little bit so we don't finish awful this season. Um, at least we're still better than the Jets. At least I think. That's all. That's all I'll say. Of course we're better than the Jets. The Jets suck. Yeah. Ryan Rothschild, I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, we have the chance to get Watson if you get him. It's it's not yeah. like, it's an option. Yeah, but you no, but okay, yes, but you know what the dolphin, you know what's gonna happen to the Dolphins. The second Deshaun Watson gets traded to us, he's going to jail, and yeah. Tua's on Tua on whatever team he's on is gonna become a superstar, and we're left with Jacoby Brissett as our quarterback. That's what's gonna happen. That's just the luck of the Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins fan out there and you're watching this clip, you know that once we get Deshaun Watson, he won't be playing for the team and we'll be stuck without a quarterback and we'll be even worse than we are right now. That's what's gonna happen. That is our luck. But there are many teams right now that are very lucky and that are playing very, uh, very great football. And and there's a couple teams right now that come to mind and specifically in the quarterbacks in the MVP race right now, which are Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals who are six and oh, they play today uh, to go seven and oh, which obviously is very rare. You don't see that every day. Um, And it's the first time the Cardinals have started, have started this best in in what in like 30, 40 years, 50 years. Uh, So they're playing amazing football. Cliff Kingsbury has saved his job this season. 
And also Matthew Stafford with uh, as playing tremendous football for the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay. They play the Lions today. So it's a Jared Goff homecoming in LA and Matthew Stafford playing his old team. And I, I'm telling you, they want to crush the, the to crush the Lions. So Jess, when you look at these two teams between the Rams and the Cardinals, obviously there are two of the, uh, of the uh, most looked at teams right now in the NFL, they're just playing great football. Are there any other teams out there that you consider to be uh, head on Super Bowl contenders? Or do you think those two teams are the, are the two main ones coming out of the, the NFC? Uh, I think you always have to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that conversation. Tom Brady, age 44 Four. season, 43 yeah. season, 44 season, yeah. playing the, some of the best football of his career. You know, that's just how he plays. He has a great offensive line. He can stand back there. He doesn't take hits. He just has time to throw, and he can make all the throws and all the reads. He has amazing receivers, amazing defense. Leonard Fournette's proved himself this year. Uh, that, that team has just come together really well. Another year under their belt together isn't going to hurt them. They have a little more chemistry this year. They already won last year. I think I think they're a big contender. And the AFC, when you look at it, uh, you always have to count the Chiefs in. They've started off to – they've gotten off to a slow start. It's been – they've had their struggles, especially on defense. Their defense looks god-awful this year. Awful. But when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback – you know, you you always have a chance. And then, of course, the Bills and Ravens, two of the best teams in the league. Lamar Jackson yeah. is playing like an MVP candidate. Josh Allen, MVP candidate. Him and Diggs have another year under their belt together. Dawson Knox is emerging as one of the better tight ends. Um, their offensive line looks better this year. They have an amazing defense this year. The Ravens always have a good defense. Yeah, Lamar's, Lamar's throwing the ball really great. Out of the pocket, unbelievable. So is Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler too. Kyler's Kyler's funny to watch, though. It's like Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> well, all these players are playing great football, and it makes it really fun for us to watch. Right now, it's week seven, as I already said. It is by Mageddon. That's what the fantasy football world is calling it because there's literally every superstar that you have drafted on your team is out this week, at least for me in our league. I have Josh Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Jefferson, Dawson Knox, who's injured, but whatever. Uh, Tony Pollard, Cowboys defense. I uh, think that might be it but i have a lot of players out and that's affected my dream tremendously tim patrick i started you this week you know who you are uh and it's just been awful so hopefully all these players come back stronger than ever next week um and they show us that they are real contenders uh to win the super bowl at the end of the year um is there anything else about the football season or uh, basketball that we missed jazz i think i think we cover the most important topics that have gone on throughout the past month or so at least uh, it, it, it's a little bit hard to go all the way back uh since the last time we made an episode yeah trade deadlines coming up in, in the nfl so that should be interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, nba season just started we're gonna have to see how that goes um, yeah i guess i guess we'll cover more as it as keeps on moving my thoughts exactly as we get closer to the trade deadline and as we see the nba season play out uh, we'll, we'll definitely try to come back on and talk a little bit more. Hopefully Zach and some other of our friends on, on our make your point staff are going to, are going to come back and, uh, and, and talk with us about, um, the sports world and everything that's going on. And hopefully we'll be able to put more episodes out frequently, but for now I'm Adam Maven. That's Jesse Staple. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we will be back next time. Bye.